The Trilogy Podcast with Vin and Scott. Putting the buff back in film buff. Trilbit number five. Part one. Avengers Assemble. The characters of the Avengers Trilogy. That's right. I've been dreading this one, let me tell you. (laughs) When we decided to actually do an episode featuring a movie that's just becoming a trilogy. First time ever. I really wasn't excited about it being a superhero film, having just done the whole Dark Knight saga. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're lengthy movies. They yes. are really a commitment for us to and you uh, know that pour through. As much as you like these kinds of movies, I dislike these these kinds of movies. So this has really been a difficult winter and spring for me. Yeah. But we're bringing both sides of the argument. People who like and don't like these movies. And you know what? I have an open mind. So let's move on to the characters because otherwise in the in, in the episode, in the actual episode, it would be three hours long. There are so yeah. many characters. We're giving you these characters on their own so that we can really focus on the ins and outs of the uh, the other parts of the trilogy when we, yeah. when we do that episode. And frankly, it's a good catch up before uh, seeing the next movie. Indeed. Re-remember the characters, if you know, and in case you haven't seen any uh, of the additional Marvel movies, they all got their own movies now. Exactly. Uh, We will uh, try to catch you up a little. Well, you're the expert, so I'm going to follow your lead with this one, Scotty. Great. All right. Start us off. Make it happen. All right. So I think first off, you got to talk about uh, Iron Man. All right. Iron Man. uh, He's a founding member of the Avengers in the movies and in the comic books. Indeed. Uh, And uh, his character was sort of uh, created. I think this is interesting to note uh, what years these characters all sort of came out and okay. see how they were kind of assembled. I think it's interesting. Uh, but he was kind of a Cold War era guy. Like a lot of these characters. A lot of them get their... Right. It's always around the wars and World rallying. War and yeah. Uh, so he uh, premiered in 1968. Played by Robert Downey Jr. in all of the... In, in, in the He's tri- the only Iron Man. The only Iron Man on there's there's been on film. Is that right? That's correct. In any possible context. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's the only one. All right. So, oh, oh, I might be wrong. Well, on television, there was a uh, special uh, Hulk special where I think he met Iron Man. Really? At some point. Yeah. So that's that's Iron Man. We'll, but I mean, we'll delve more into Robert Downey Jr., who pretty much everybody knows once we talk yeah. about Iron Man's own trilogy. Yes. But. It's fair enough to say that um, the Iron Man films, the Avengers films, the Marvel films pretty much brought him back as an actor after absolutely a horrible fall in the drug world right. in the 90s where he actually woke up in a stranger's bed. He went into a stranger's house, went in through a window, and was just sleeping in a stranger's bed. So to, to see that he's now to this level, yeah. one of Hollywood's elite, yeah. impressive. Yeah, he can sleep in any bed he wants now. I suppose he could. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, so let's move right along. We'll go to the next character, Cap, Captain America. Captain America. Captain America. Uh, He was, of course, a World War II era character. As a super soldier? As the super soldier, yes. They gave him the serum, turned him into the super soldier. U.S. government? Yeah, he was a project of the U.S. government. I think it's, as we're going through, also interesting to note, and I've written down some notes of uh, how these characters either got their powers or if they don't have powers, I've made little notes there. Oh, good. As well. Uh, so Because you know how I feel about 
so-called superheroes that have no powers whatsoever. Yes, yes, okay. I do. So I, I thought right. it fair to cu- cut them into categories. Let my tone of voice so, be the uh, indicator. Cap's going to fall into the category of uh, lab experiments gone wrong, Oof. which is actually the largest category that I have. On really? Here. Yes. Uh, right. It's only three, but... okay. Uh, so, yeah, Captain America, he was, uh, of course, uh, yeah, like I said, a World War II era uh, character who was frozen and mm. unfrozen in the 70s to lead the Avengers. So not really a founding member. It's it was not really more fair founding. after he did his job in World War II. They just froze him. Well, he actually fell. He was chasing like Hitler or something on a plane and he went after him and he was hanging on to it and he fell and he fell into the ice. Uh, uh, and Bucky, his sidekick, also fell and was believed to be dead. And then he comes back. He's actually the the Winter Soldier. Sidekick's name is Bucky? Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was frozen in ice uh, in the ocean. And then they go get him and unfreeze him. And like, we need you to lead the Avengers. Oh, God. So. But, uh, yeah, that's that. That actor is. Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Uh, who. Uh, <laughs> Is in, uh, I believe he's in Not Another Teen Movie. Really? Which is what I always think of him from. Because okay. it's just a ridiculously stupid movie, but yeah. it's really funny. Um, yeah, that was my introduction to Chris Evans. I have no other introduction to Chris Evans. I wouldn't be able to name a single movie he's ever been in. He actually also, before being Captain America, he was the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four movies. The first two. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Then I have seen him in the first Fantastic Four movie, yeah. which everyone on Earth seemed to hate, but I thought was okay. I mean, They're as far okay. as these things go. It seemed like they're mostly cleaning up their own mess the whole time. I don't really understand like why whole, the girl like thing is both invisible and... and makes a force field. I don't get how those two powers go together in any logical way. <laughs> but okay, that's just me. Creating an invisible wall. Also, I obviously guess. the thing is a ripoff of the Hulk, but he's just the Hulk all the time and yeah. isn't angry. Yeah, he's, no, he's just sad more, all he's the time. Embittered. He's like, I look like a rock. I'm embarrassed because I got he a. He literally rock. becomes hardened, you know. Ah, so yeah, okay. I know you're talking about. He's flying around and he's the show off, the yeah. showboat, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. will. They call me the Human Torch. Ladies call me Torch. As Captain America, not a showboat. Oh no, no, very, no, no. very moral, flag waving character. Oh yeah, patriotic. I am a real American. But of course, there's also the founding member. Uh, Bruce Banner, ah, who is the Hulk. The He's Hulk. a founding member of the Avengers in the comic books and sort of in the movies. Uh, yeah, and he's a kind of character who... Uh, he is also in the category of lab experiment gone wrong. Indeed. Uh, and he, you know, uh, was Real. inspired... The character was inspired by, like, Jekyll and Hyde. Sure. Sort of Frankenstein. Classic Jekyll and Hyde. There was a quote, I think it's Jack Kirby, who was one of the creators of most of the Marvel characters... He he said, uh, you know, when you think of the Hunchback of Notre Dame, like the, the memorable character is the Hunchback of Notre Dame. But mm-hmm. how many char- other characters do you really remember from that? And he's like, I wanted to have a character like that who was kind a physical, of a, a, physical, a, beast. a physical specimen on the outside, but on the inside, right. crying on the inside. I get it. So kind of like a, a classical literature. Yeah. Uh, you know, listen, inspiration. that's why the Hulk is so popular to people, not yeah. only because he's such a big monstrosity green, the exaggerated musculature, that whole deal. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of depth to the character. The yeah. fact that in a, in, a, in a way, you know, Banner's running from himself, running yeah. from his own, you know, his own What's urges, the, his own the inclinations. Duality of man, yeah. if you will. You now know, that's, and that's a timeless theme. Now that's interesting. Give right. me a serious movie about the Hulk, not Batman. Trying not, to- give me, listen. <laughs> 
that's a serious movie that I could tolerate. All right. Yeah. You know, my predilection is for, for more lighthearted comic book movies. Which yeah. hopefully this this Infinity War well, will be. I, I like the version of the Hulk that's in the Avengers movies because he's more like I like to beat stuff up, and these guys like to beat. stuff up. I didn't up, mind so. the one the Hulk movie with the American History X guy. What's his name? Uh, uh, uh Edward Norton. I like. I thought yeah, it was I like a good good one. movie. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, was, and he fought the other good. the bigger Hulk yeah. at the end, the, and that's the, part of the cinematic universe. The that Roth was like the Hulk, beginning of the, it. What's his name? Eric Eric Roth. Uh, Tim Roth. Tim what, Eric as Roth. As Annihilation. Not <laughs> Annihilation. Abomination. Eric Roth was a neighbor of mine when I was in middle school. <laughs> no, that's not Shout it. out to, to Eric Roth. All right. So, yeah, I like the Hulk. Don't get me wrong. I and love the Hulk. Ruffalo. Ruffalo seems to have a pretty good sense of humor about himself. Yes. Here's a really good example. Really, Mark Ruffalo? That's the face you're going with? God, this movie's going to suck. So, yeah. Um, he's an interesting character. He's been around for quite a few years. He was in the... Uh, Zodiac movie. I love out. that movie. That's my Great favorite movie. serial killer. And my favorite yeah. true crime novel as well. Because well, he's never been caught. Right. This is the Zodiac speaking. I guess that Edward Norton just wanted too much control after that Hulk movie, and that's why they got rid of him. Yeah, well, he's actually, it, that Hulk movie that he's in, he's actually like a co-editor on it yeah, or something like wrote that. wrote or edited. He got yeah. involved. He, he got involved himself credit. deeply. Yeah. So it's I like, think, right. yeah, you could see he kind of was like overstepping a little the Hulk. bit. Yeah. <laughs> He was a good, I thought he was a good choice. Listen, he Bruce alienated Bader, everybody in American Much history. Much better than X. He really is one of those difficult actors that really has to directly involve himself in the production of the film, which is ballsy, but I, yeah, I, I like it and I don't like it at the same time. Right. I think it's kind of cool to be that ballsy, but at the same time, let other know your place. It's not your vision. I've had a vision. We've also got Thor. Thor. Who is a, oh, also a founding member. Uh, I thought this interesting to note. I always felt um, like Thor was the one member of the Avengers that clearly doesn't fit because of the extraterrestrial origins and godlike yeah um, history of that character. I always felt right. like he didn't fit. No, I he's all. I mean, to me, he's almost like a Superman character, but it but he's not the leader, which is yeah. odd. You know what I mean? Like, but, ha- but he's the most powerful, so just let him be in charge because right. he'll kill you. Got a got a hammer that only he can he pick can up. You in half, yeah, with his bare hands. The guy's a god. Yeah, don't fuck with that guy. Right? He's having he's having human relationships on Earth with yeah. people. Get out of here. Well, that's what I think. Uh, Come it, on, he's it, not having a love affair on Earth. Uh, he originally had an alter ego in the comic books where he, when he got to earth, he would pretend to be like the scientist Ugh, please, and like disguise himself and walk amongst and nobody Why knew. in the comics. And are- he would like tap his cane and his cane would turn into the hammer. Oh, get out of here. Really? Yeah. Why? And they kind of like cut that out. And I'm like, okay, Scott, I, I why guess. in these comics, that makes more sense. why in these comics is and comic movies is every extraterrestrial character, a humanoid, that could very well just be a human. Just right. looks like a human in every way, but has powers that we can't see. Yeah. None of them There's have- There's a lot of them running around. Wings, anything. They a, didn't have the budget. A third foot, <laughs> any something on another yeah. planet. Another eye, yeah. nothing. They all just look like humans. Puny humans. So Thor's played by Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. His brother The is, better of the Hemsworth. You think it's, he's the better Hemsworth? I think so. I don't mind. I don't think Liam Hemsworth His is His brother is what? The Hunger Games Hemsworth, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you have the Hunger Games, which just missed being a trilogy, actually, by just be, taking their third movie and, and split, splitting two, it. Yeah. So. Oh, it's a fatal flaw. Fatal I'll mistake. Li- you know what? Really, I'll live with that one. Yeah. With yeah, not having to do that okay. one. Can you think of another Hemsworth movie that's worth mentioning? A Chris Hemsworth movie? You know, I think we're noticing here that, that a lot of these guys got their start 
in the Marvel Universe playing these characters. These weren't famous well, actors, except for Downey certainly Jr. Certainly gave them fame. Except yeah. for Downey Jr., these guys weren't famous actors. Ruffalo was known, but he wasn't a, a megastar. Yeah. But Evans, Hemsworth, these are new guys. These are young actors. Yeah. New generation this, this of Hollywood. skyrocketed the, their careers. Right. You um, can say the same thing about Loki, too. Tom Hiddleston? Tom Hiddleston, yeah. That's a, you know, young actor. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. And Loki too. is always, he's good, he's bad. See, there's always this sex, separate story going on in their stupid planet, on the Thor planet. What's it called, Scott? Uh, Asgard. So he's good, he's bad, he's... Yeah, so he's kind of back and forth, because he's whatever. like his half-brother, and he <laughs> wants to like take the throne. And... I mean, I have a half-brother, but it's not like we're jockeying for control of the universe. <laughs> and I'll see you on the other side, brother. Uh, we got Black Widow. Scar Joe. Scar Joe. Good old Scar Joe. Uh, a non-super, no power. No power, just a good, what, archer? No, that's the other guy. That's She's Hawkeye. A, what, she, does she throw in something? She's uh, like good at martial arts, shooting. She's a spy. She's a spy. Yeah, infiltrates, interrogates, right. that sort of so thing. So she can't fly. Someone's got to grab her and... Right. She can hitch a ride on somebody. One of those ride on Iron Man or something and... Uh, all right, so Scar Jo, what would we say that she's best known for? Well, I mean, she's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's a huge box office draw. Yeah. For, for She, I guess, got her big debut. Well, I mean, she had been in movies before, but her big movie was probably Lost in Translation. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Which, to this day, I feel like, you know, you're either a person that was deeply moved by Lost in Translation or didn't get it. Yeah, I've actually never seen it. I was one of the didn't get it guys. Yeah. I was like, these are just two people getting bombed in Japan and just kind of, yeah. you know, talking about stuff that anybody could really be talking about. It didn't, didn't feel like anything to me, but I appreciate that different movies strike people in different ways. Right. But that's certainly um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a film directed by a, a, a trilogy a, actress. A Coppola. Sofia Coppola. Her father, of course, the great... Francis Ford, who directed The Godfathers. Yes, of course. Um, So, you know what? I never really forgave her for what she did to The Godfather Part 3. As a result, that lingering hatred colored my feelings regarding Lost in Translation and maybe even ScarJo herself. That's right. Take The Godfather pretty seriously. As seriously as you take this goofy shit, that's how (laughs) seriously I take The Godfather, so... I take The Godfather seriously. Well, I heard that you were a serious man. I must say no to you. Uh, yeah, so Black Widow, Hawkeye, no powers. Hawkeye. Now, that's Alan Alda. He's got, he's on, he started his career in MASH and <laughs> was a surgeon, right? Then who, I think that's all At correct. what point was he <laughs> taught how to shoot arrows in, with such skill? I think it was after the war with that, that <laughs> chicken scene you know getting what? off the bus. And... <laughs> You think I'm gonna learn how to shoot a bow and arrow? <laughs> that, you'd think that he could have really assisted the U.S. effort in Korea between surgeries with <laughs> yeah. the bow and arrow. Right. All right. Ugh. In all seriousness, that's uh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, who was briefly uh, Jason Bourne, briefly for, for that one, one movie. One movie until they got that that movie. Matt Damon. Me, I, I've never seen that movie, but the ads for it pissed me off so much. Because it was like, obviously, they couldn't get Matt Damon to come back for that movie. Right. So they moved on with somebody else. And the fucking tagline for that movie is, there was never just one. (laughs) But like, just the way when I read it, I'm like, the tone behind it is like, you moron. You thought there was only (laughs) one? You idiot. You thought these movies were 
over? Please. <laughs> you think if Matt Damon walks out on us, <laughs> we're not going to just keep making these movies? You know, you're out of your fucking mind. That's exactly right, because to me, Jeremy Renner has a face that just inspires immediate to dislike. He's got this pug, this face, this arrogance yeah. on his face that is painted on his face where you're just like, ugh, I don't like you. I just I don't <laughs> yeah. want to be around you with your attitude. Yeah. And he kind of plays characters like that. Yeah. Like, especially Hawkeye is very like douchey. Like, you know? Get out of here, Hawkeye. You want to see agitated? I can be aggravated, infuriated, frustrated, vexated, and irritated. So now we're getting into in the second movie, they have uh two uh X-Men characters originally. That is so strange. That they can't use, yeah, because at the time, well, still Fox owns them, but now Disney just bought Fox, so right. it would seem that at some point we're going to get the X-Men back. We're going to get the actual crossover. In the cinematic universe now. You'd think that the only group of people with powers that could ever fight against the Avengers would be the X-Men. Right. And I'm sure there'll be some stupid reason these two groups of good guys will fight down yeah. the road. If there's money to be made, it will it'll oh, happen. Oh, of course. And yeah. don't pretend that it'll be a different Wolverine and that somehow it won't be yeah. Jackman at 80 years old strapping on claws again. Yeah. So that's uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, uh, who, of course, uh, spoilers, uh, uh, <laughs> he dies. Do they know the rest of the X-Men? Uh, Are they so friends They, they never the mention the X-Men well, in the second movie. Because of the copyright issues. So they call them like enhanced people or something But in the like real that. world of comics, do they know the X-Men if they're part of if Yeah, they're, they're actually, guys? in the comic books, they are originally supposedly the child, the children of Wizard, who was like a small character, but okay. later are revealed to be the children of Magneto, okay. like Silver and uh, Scarlet Witch. All right. All right. So that's the connection. I know who Magneto is, of course. Yeah. And they uh, they were the founders, one of the founding members of the Mutant Brotherhood. Uh, that was Magneto's group. Of, and who were the actors that played these two guys? That was, uh, uh, what's her face? She's one of the uh, Olsons. Elizabeth Olsen. She's uh, sister of uh, the twin Olsons from uh, Mary House. Kate. Mary Kate and Ashley. Um, Hold on. Stop. Elizabeth Olsen is, a, is related to Mary Kate and Ashley? They're, she's their, their sister. Until this moment, yeah, I did not realize that. I just it took me a while to figure that. They out, They had too. the same. I figured that was kind of a common last name. I'm embarrassed. Okay, so what's the witch's power? What's her so, power? Like you know, magic. Um, That's ridiculous. <laughs> she can like she can oh, magic. mind control kind of thing. She can make you see like images and All stuff right. like that. And I think she has some sort of like force power. Like she can push. Okay. Like a like a mental push that she does I get or it. something like that. Um and then uh Quicksilver is just quick. Okay. Yeah. He's just fast. He's fast. He can yeah. do fast things. Yes. Like fast enough. And it's actually the second movie incarnation of Quicksilver because they did it in one of the X-Men movies too. Is that right? Yeah. Which is weird. It's like, how did you both use the same character if only one of you has the rights to which, that character? Who which which X-Men movie? I know the X-Men. It was uh Days of Future Past. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, like there's a whole scene where they do it in slow motion and he's like grabbing things and doing this kind oh, of shit. Oh, that kind of like, thing. And they show that like flying around the room. In his mind's eye, it's regular right. speed, like but he, weird. Like it's almost like he's slowing down time more than than. There's him. been a couple of movies that, that ripped that off called yeah. like Time Clockers or some bullshit. There was some movie that was, yeah. that's the, that like was that the whole premise. time thing of like. I, that, yeah. Badass. I was, in my little piece of notes here, I was going to ask you, what would this whole connection the fact that the X-Men are in the Marvel universe, but aren't be, aren't allowed to be in these movies. 
what are they doing during all this? Are they just not in this incarnation of the Marvel Universe? Or are they just like, you know what? We've got our own problems. We're not helping. I Well, that's something I think they're what going do you, to, Once they're bringing the X-Men in, they'll have to explain that in some way. Of I, I think the way they'll do it is they'll start fresh with X-Men. And they'll have people start mutating. Ah. Like they'll have, because it's, it's a mutation that supposedly starts when you're like in puberty or something like that. Sure. So like people like start. You know, oh, I'm, my kid is. Uh, I'm a kid in the mirror. I'm cutting off my big white wings. Right. So this is I'm embarrassed. Like, this will be a start Puberty. over where they'll kind of integrate them, and you know, it's a whole because they're gonna have to recast every total like erection masturbation analogy in that X Men movie. When the father's like, "What are you doing in there?" Yeah. and he's knocking, the kid's like trying to hide the wings. He's cutting them off. <laughs> in reality, that's like a kid with a boner, and he doesn't know what's happening Go away, to him. Dad, go away! Stop it. Yeah. We also saw that in Teen Wolf. Scott, oh, can I come in? Ah, uh, no, Dad. Ah, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm doing something in here. So then you've also got one of the main plot points of the second movie. Ultron comes in. I'm not going to really talk that much about Ultron. Um, but he creates Vision, who is a Avenger. Um, and Vision is sort of a, there's actually the initial incarnation was in like the 1940s. And he was sort of this like extra dimensional cop. OK. Um, and then like 20 years later, they brought him back and made him like this android character that was created by Ultron. That's actually legit. And like, what's his power? Works. Um, he can like float through walls and shit. And like, he's sort of like a ghost Android. Okay. Almost. Like it's yeah. But in the movies, it's one of the infinity stones they put in his forehead that ah. makes him come alive and makes him Seems. have that ability. He's actually, it's funny because he's directly to the plot of these films. Yeah. And it's interesting. I thought that this was kind of cool is Paul Bettany who plays vision. He, uh, was the voice of Jarvis in the Iron Man movies. Ah, that's right. And that's why he's vision is because he took the program of Jarvis and put it into the thing. So I thought it was kind of cool for no Paul shit. Bettany. Do they I'm do like, that? Do they make that clear in the films? Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty slick. I like that. Yeah. Cause Ultron's like another program that like tries to destroy Jarvis and like gets out and puts itself. Paul in a Bettany robot is dangerous and, like, looking. That's a small sinister looking guy. Yeah. I said it. I saw him in that film, that gangster film, that throwback gangster film, British film. Yeah. That starred Malcolm McDowell as well. He's he's frightening to yeah. me. He's actually they he plays it like very vulnerable kind of like robot. Like, oh I I didn't I'm I'm sorry, I don't know how, I'm not human. I don't know Gangster number one, Scott, is what I was talking about before. I'm gonna be number one. Uh yeah, uh, just a note about vision. Um, in the comic books, he's actually created by Hank Pym. Okay. And Hank Pym is the original Ant Man. In the movies, played by Michael Douglas, and Paul Rudd is the second incarnation. So they in the movie they sort of skip the first Ant Man. He invented the suit. And they don't mention it. They don't mention. But him. then he recruits Paul Rudd, which is true in the comic books. Is later on, like years later, after they had done Ant Man, they had a second incarnation of him. Do you think there'll be a scene between Ant Man and Vision in in this upcoming film where they? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, because in the movie, it's Tony Stark creates Ultron and creates Vision. OK, but uh, yeah, supposedly uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision are supposed to be a bit of a couple in the comic books. And uh, so, yeah, and then they try to, like, kill Hank Pym for some reason in the comic book. So we can look forward to that love story, perhaps. Yeah, that might be coming up in the third movie. I mean, oh. there were some little sparks uh, gracious. in the Captain America movie. So much to look forward to. Uh, and then you've got Falcon. Falcon, who is played by uh, Anthony Mackie. Ah, 
Um, he was introduced uh, around 1969. He uh, originally in the comics had powers, but in the movies seems to be a non super okay. in, in the in the comics. He could like control birds or something. He but in this he, birds. Yeah, that's a terrible power. Of course. So they, they've made him sort of just like an agent of shield who they yeah. gave wings to. And now he's flying around. You're like, OK, cool. He like, can fly. Then, yeah, great. Right. Yeah. He's got those wings. He, he like jets around with them. Birds. Anthony Mackie. He can been, make birds do what I he feel wants. Like he's to. been on. He's been in tons of TV shows and films. Nothing where he's playing the lead so much, but you you see his right. face and you know exactly who he is. That's where I recognize him from as these movies. Yeah, because he's in he's in a bunch of them. He's but in I, the Captain Americas as well. He's also, but he's also known for quite a few television roles as well as mm. his career kind of blew up to this point. Yeah. A lot of these superheroes, like we said before, are young actors who are yet to prove themselves. And this is the thing that made them big. Or it's almost like somebody like a Ruffalo or a Mackie were on the fringe. And this is the thing that has finally finally catapulted them to major stardom, major league stardom. Yeah. You know, hundred million dollar movie stardom. Well, that's what I think is interesting about these movies is you have your big, you know, 50 million movie, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s. And then you've got like an Anthony Mackie. Yes. You know, not that big. And I know that's probably because you can't afford to have 15 people who need to be paid $50 million. But at the same time, it's kind of got that that level of like what made Star Wars great was having like one person that everyone was like, that's Alec Guinness. Sure. You know what I mean? And everybody else was kind of new people was the who had ensemble. something to prove. Was the ensemble something yeah. to prove? And they kind of grew around and you that you can kind of build off of them. And sure. Yeah. And those people continue doing those movies forever because they're like, why would I ever give this but up? But don't don't kid yourself. As it's also a fact that now, like, it's not as easy to find work as it was for these big actors no. and make the kind of the money they used to make. Yeah. So you're gonna have to be in this kind of an ensemble role. That's just the way it is. And I'm sure they all live in Atlanta because all the shit films in there. All these films are shot in Atlanta. All like the films, all Marvel's TV shows. A lot of people shoot in Atlanta now. Because, really? Yeah, I guess they don't. Tag is Marvel were they were they always based in Atlanta or? Um, for a while now, like since the Marvel, like a little while into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think they moved production down there. Really? Yeah, that's what they talk about. Like they used to talk about like Toronto. You should have like a, an apartment in Toronto so you, or an address in Toronto or a P.O. box or something. So you can as an actor, you should have it because Toronto used to be a big city where they filmed everything. Even actually the Incredible Hulk mm. with Ed Norton. Yeah. That final scene is filmed in Toronto. It's sure. supposed to be like New York. But uh, I mean, Toronto fills in for New York, for Chicago, for every yeah, mo- for every city. It's Toronto, basically. Right, yeah. Or Vancouver. Right. Because most of the scenes are so quick, you're not even noticing. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so now it's Georgia, and like a lot of people are... It's funny, I only they, thought they that Family Feud was was made in Georgia. Yeah, and uh, I believe, I think, Tyler Perry stuff? I think he yeah. has a like his compound out there. Is that right? Yeah. But I don't know that I would ever want to go to Georgia if I didn't have to. Yeah. No offense. Fans Sorry, of ours in Georgia. But I heard that... I heard that Hotlanta... Uh, it's quite a fun town. You know, guy that I used to work for had uh, multiple strip clubs in Atlanta. Nice. Yeah, he was a real shadester, though. So. Oh, I bet. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all we got for part one. Follow us on Instagram, Trilogy Podcast. It is a great compliment to the podcast. Um, we really try and fill it with as much content, video, pictures, jokes, gags, trivia, debate, yeah, as we can. So. Drop us a comment. All right, goodbye. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.